You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. What's up, guys? Welcome into Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us at PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. You can text us at 865-658-5824. Obviously, flying solo as of the minute, Tim had some stuff come up. So just going to get in here and talk a little ball with you guys. Carly Ray may join us here in a second. Um, so whenever she calls in, she may join the show for a, a little bit just to talk a little ball with us. I was kind of going through the chat here, and it looks like some of the talk uh, in the room is is around the Jets. And uh, obviously, I haven't taken a look at what's going on this morning. It sounds like that uh, Diana Rossini is standing by her reports uh, from her, uh, it sounds like, multiple sources, right? Um, let's see if we can go to the chat here and get kind of the, uh, the lowdown. And you guys, let us know if you know anything else in the chat. We'll try to get it up here. I apologize in advance for some of these pauses. Uh, when you're the only one in here doing the show, sometimes as I'm reading the, the chat, you see I lean on Tim and uh, and Emilio and Jacob a little bit. So uh, once Carly Ray gets in here, we should be able to eliminate a little bit of that. But want to say congratulations to Josh Kohler, uh, became a new YouTube member of the PTA Posse. Hey, welcome to the crew, man. Appreciate you supporting the channel. We'll make sure we get you entered into the next uh, drawing for an autographed jersey this week, which I think we decided on Robert Brooks. We're going to be giving away an autographed Robert Brooks jersey. Obviously, uh, great wide receiver played in the 90s, helped kind of uh, uh, Favre win, uh, you know, multiple MVPs. Just one of those, one of those uh, I think, underrated wide receivers that played a, a big role in the success of the Green Bay Packers in the 90s. But, again, Josh, thank you for supporting the channel, buddy. We really appreciate it. Let's see here. Let's go to the chat. And uh, – Doug's the one who brought it up. He says, uh, just waking up to the crap storm that is the New York Jets news. Good heavens. Uh, Paul Robertson asked, what's the news? That's what I'm asking. Anything else uh, break? Uh, Doug says, hey, Paul, just that Zach Wilson doesn't want to play quarterback behind that line anymore. And then, of course, of course, Paul Robertson, I got something for you here, buddy. We didn't see you in here yesterday. Who do you think you are? I am. We got it, my man. We got it in. I'm pretty sure that's your profile pick. That's the first thing I thought of anyway when I seen it. Um, obviously, uh, with that hair, it's got to be the same guy, right? Um, Tim Tim grew up in kind of a bowling family, and uh, he said that dude's a legend. <laughs> no doubt about it. But he says Aaron Rodgers debunked that yesterday. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of odd, Paul. I'm a big Rodgers supporter, big fan of Rodgers. I didn't come away completely thinking it's all BS, you know? The way I came away was kind of like there might have been a little bit to it, but Rodgers – Rogers seemed like he was upset that the information got leaked out. You know, um, I think at one point he may have just came out and said it's not true, or at least it wasn't reported accurately. Uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, I, it's uh, it's one of those things that anytime the media uh, does something that he feels is out of line, Rogers is going to call him on it. I got to be real with you; it's something I appreciate about him. I don't like how. Uh, sometimes the media and specifically the sports media, I mean, you see it in politics a lot, obviously, but in sports media, how they'll try to corner people into answering a question a certain way. And uh, 
I just, I don't know, man. I don't like that type of stuff. I couldn't imagine, you know, dealing with a work day, right? And having someone literally trying to catch you slipping, trying to get you to say something, you know, um, off base or, or what have you. But with that being said, you know, uh, maybe uh, maybe it is completely false, but it sounds like, uh, let's see, Doug in the chat says, I can't blame him. He's taken 38 sacks this year. That's on pace to beat Burles' rookie record. And since he, he's definitely got beaten the heck and back, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I think of David Carr. I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit older, obviously. Uh, and I, I think back to when the Houston Texans had their expansion year and how he just, I mean, for the first, you know, I, th- I think he retired right after his rookie contract. They just he was sacked more than anybody in the NFL, if I remember correctly. So that was definitely a a rough go at there. It'll ruin a quarterback quick. Not that I'm suggesting that that Zach Wilson is anything special, but um, so Doug says in the chat, Rossini, Diana Rossini uh, stands by her sources, plural, and the story. And that's what uh, Aaron was more upset about was that someone in the building was leaking information out, and he had a problem with that. He told a story about being with the Packers. And he said, sometimes if I understood him correctly, okay, don't quote me on this, but the way, the way I was kind of, you know, working on a pod while listening to it. So I may have caught it wrong, but it sounded like in green Bay, there was only four people in a training room. And as soon as the, as soon as they got the diagnosis on somebody's injury or something happened, the news was out immediately. And he said, Aaron and them looked around the room, like we were the only four in here. And they were like, it's gotta be the player. It's gotta be the player that just leaked that out. Right. So I'm not suggesting that Zach Wilson leaked it out, but, you know, sometimes you got to step back and go, okay, who's the benefit from it, right? I think we would all agree Zach Wilson isn't happy in in New York. So if he's wanting out, what better way to do it than to have his team get that out into the media that, hey, he doesn't want to play and just have a source saying it so it's not not Zach. It's one thing to to have the reputation of, hey, you don't want to play behind a bad line on a team that's not competing and, and risk ruining your career. It's another angle. Um, it doesn't look as bad, in my opinion, if it an unnamed source leaks out the information, right? You still get the message across. You still kind of put a little bit of bad pub on you currently, but could free you up in the future as far as where you're going to play. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's kind of how I – I see that uh, Doug also in the chat says, and a reporter uh, that is buddies with Sala apparently shared some text comments made by Sala. I think Aaron's right about that organization having issues. Holy cow. If that's true, whoo-wee, it's about to get ugly over there. Um, we're joined now by Carly Ray. Carly, how you doing this morning? Can you hear us? Yes, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing great. The connection sounds awesome too. So that's that's good news there. I was a little little concerned. I've been having issues with my audio on this end. So guys in the chat, keep us up to date. If the audio quality drops at all, just shoot a comment uh, in the chat there and let me know. But uh, how's your morning going, Carly? It's all right. Sorry I'm late. I uh, had to help get get the husband with the husband to get the kids off to school. And then yeah, also if I have some audio issues, I do have another room in the house I can go to that might have a better signal. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I can move there if needed. So just let me know. No, it sounds great. It sounds awesome. Um, yeah. So you, you, you and the hubby uh, up early taking care of the munchkins, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I told him about getting to just come and chat with you guys on good morning Lambo. And, and he's like, yeah, of course I'll take the kids to school. Awesome. I was like, you are the best babe. You tell him he's the MVP of the day, and we appreciate him. We need to get him on sometime to talk some football, too, for sure. Um, he would love it. So we were just kind of, you know, I, I was kind of letting the, stat, the the chat steer the conversation a bit here, which we try to do on Good Morning Lambeau. Um, and uh, I'll tell you this, man, uh, this this New York Jets thing, have you c- kept up with it at all, Carly Ray, about Zach Wilson? 
Just a little bit, just kind of what we talked about yesterday, I believe on Good Morning Lambo, and then I watched the the Aaron Rodgers segment of the Pat McAfee show and what he said. So I haven't really been searching Twitter for any of it, but um, mm-hmm. I just, I actually kind of wanted to wait and hear from Aaron Rodgers because I do feel like he says things with integrity. And even though it's just one side, I think he's very careful not to speculate. And I respect that. And so I didn't want to read yeah, a ton of other things until I, I heard from that. And then I think he said something about Zach Wilson getting an opportunity to speak coming up soon. And I'm yeah. not sure what he was referring to, but yeah, that's it, whenever Zach does speak, it sounded like he was going to speak to the team. I don't know if he'll have a presser. I hope he does because it's his opportunity to kind of air it all out. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like Eric Southern said in the chat though, I'm so glad the trade worked out for us. Good luck jets. Ha ha suckers. Yeah. It's uh, it was kind of a, uh, you could tell that that decision on, on Aaron's part was, was made probably emotionally. You know, he comes out of the darkness retreat. He finds out that Goody's been shopping him after when he went into the darkness retreat, Goody said, you know, Hey, if you want to come back, come back, take your time, take as long as you need. And uh, then he comes out like, dang, man, people are letting, people are telling me that he's trying to trade me, you know? So I think he probably made an emotional decision right there. Like I just went out, probably didn't think it through that well. Now the jets, I think we would all agree look better last year than the Packers did last year. Obviously there's a lot of factors that go into that and it's a whole new season, a whole new team, but uh yeah, it's going to be interesting when he does come back. And, and the thing that Rogers kind of hit on the most there on the McAfee show, Carly, I'm sure you heard it too, was culture, like trying to, trying to rein in that culture and, uh, and keep people from leaking stuff out of the building. I never understood that. I mean, there's, there's, when you make a decision to talk about something, to leak info out, whether it's the Packers or any other team, you got to stop for a second as my, my old, uh, I think she was my seventh grade teacher. Um, her name was, uh, yeah, what was her name? Oh, Miss Scott, Mrs. Scott. She would always say, she called me Sweet Cheeks. She'd say, hey, Sweet Cheeks, let it bounce around a little bit before, you, before it comes flying out of your mouth, all right? That's what she <laughs> – think about what you're going to say before you say it. Like, what are the pros and cons to letting this information out, right? Um, it just makes no sense. I'm glad we don't have that problem in Green Bay. This team seems unified, Carly. I, I agree, and something – I mean, that goes to good coaching and good management, and then everybody just feeling unified like – Every other person in there is there for the good of the whole. But when you have leadership that doesn't insist on that from the players and then also when the players don't trust that they're I mean, obviously, it's it's for the good of the team. Right. And as we saw that with Rasul Douglas, anyone can get cut when upper people you know make decisions. But then that choice um, and that knowledge that the people in the locker room, that everyone's there for each other, there is just no way that you can really replicate that. And it takes time to build. And when it starts falling down, it can be really, really detrimental to the culture and the trust that everybody has, which makes people feel like that they want to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a very like straightforward person. So in a perfect world, I would love for someone to put their name on it, like Rogers is saying, but it's it's not going to happen. You know, <laughs> people, what if it was Zach Wilson that leaked it out? Now, what if he didn't tell Rogers that, that, hey, my camp's the one who leaked it out to the reporter? The reporter obviously is not going to reveal the sources if they actually have sources because, you know, they'll never, they'll never give them information again, right? These, these agents, just like uh, Ian Rappaport, who works for the NFL, they're all working behind the scenes, and they all have good working relationships getting this information out of agents, players, coaches, staff members, executives, scouts, everybody, right? Um, it's just uh, – it's, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's a weird part of the game, and I'm not going to BS anybody and say I don't like that part of the game. 
it is the soap opera aspect of pro football, right? And it definitely kind of keeps the the world turning. There's no doubt about that. Um, in the football world, anyway, it drives probably you know 75 percent of the sports media. There's no doubt. Doug in the chat says Rossini interrupted the McAfee as not debunking as much as criticism of the reporting with anonymous sources. A New York radio host said the sources may or may not want quid pro quo uh, from the reporter. Um, that's kind of the way I seen it too. I didn't see so much that they debunked it as it was just kind of taking little, little shots at the reporting for sure. Paul Robertson said that's, that's what was interesting about the whole story. The Aaron Rodgers story about the leak in green Bay and how he knew it was, and that it was implied the leak was given for, uh, for a Pro Bowl vote. That's really strange there. Really strange. That's that's above my pay grade. It's starting to get into the uh, the creepy conspiracy uh, theory aspect. Now, uh, <laughs> the Yes Network, guys, and we're, we're not going to key the uh, conspiracy video, I promise. Uh, the Yes Network guys were critical of Rogers, even suggested he was the source of the leak. Dang. So, yes, uh, Yes Network, huge network in the New York media. Obviously, they cover the – the uh, New York Yankees. I watch a lot of Yankees baseball, and uh, unfortunately, I watched a lot of it last year. But anyway, um, they, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a big network. If they're turning on Rodgers already, man, that's going to get really interesting. Uh, Eric Sutherland said, "My wife has three jobs, so I can stay home and watch the PTA posse." What's wrong with you, Eric? What is wrong with you, dude? I'm, I, I swear, this this dude's out Could of control. I... Go ahead. I just wanted to comment on what Doug said about um, the Yes Network suggesting yeah. that Aaron Rodgers was the source of the leak. So as I've gotten into understanding football more, I've been now more interested in like Rodgers and the way he contributed to the Packers organization, even though he's gone now and processing that, that loss. Cause it was a loss to us, even if it was ultimately beneficial and just hearing him and the way that I feel like he holds one of the reasons he probably likes Pat McAfee so much and their friends is because Pat McAfee is the same loud mouth tank top wearing baloney spewing guy no matter who he's in front of he doesn't care he right. is authentic he is authentic and you know what you're getting when you're when you're with him and I think that Rogers holds that I believe almost as his like highest standard that if you are somebody who is the same in front of no matter who you're in front of you're going to own your words you're going to own your mistakes he respects that and I have a hard time believing that and, and he'll he has made mistakes he admits that but I feel like for him the ultimate sin or the ultimate like thing that just gets you crossed out in his book is to be sneaky or be under the radar or say one thing to one person and one thing to another and so I really have a hard time thinking that he would leak something for what seems like almost like no gain just to smear somebody that he has worked with and put time into developing and then, and then claim to have, have not had anything to do with it. Yeah. And you know, the thing too, that, that you could tell Eric Rogers is half truths, right? And we live in 2023, Carla, you know, it. people are only going to tell part of the story to fit their narrative, to hammer home their point at that moment. Never. It's very rare that someone says, you know, how they feel and, uh, hey, look, I'm, you know, emotionally tied to this. This is something I'm passionate about. Now, I see the other side because of this. It's very rare people do that nowadays. And that's what Aaron was kind of talking about with half-truths. You know, uh, Mike McCarthy's kind of getting brought up now, bringing it back to the Packers here. Doug said, I look at the trade the same way as letting McCarthy go. Good person, did great things for the Packers, but it was time. You know, I, I didn't want to see McCarthy go. I'm still a big McCarthy fan, but I completely understand people who wanted him gone because it, it did seem like uh, things had kind of peaked, right? And and sometimes it takes a change, uh, a complete shakeup in the organization to kind of rekindle that fire to get 
back on track, sided in on what the goal is, and obviously that's to win championships in Green Bay. Um, you know, Paul Robertson here says uh, Mike McCarthy got too comfy. Boom, out of here. Yeah, he uh, he definitely. Uh, it, it's I just wish they would have let him finish the season. And I say that, but it did give them kind of a jump on interviewing and and not necessarily interviewing as it is evaluating coaches um, in that regard. You know, if you still got that head coach in, unless you announce he's going to be gone at the end of the year, you know, you're probably uh, probably already doing that anyway. But um, I don't know. It was it was tough for me. I'm, I was a big McCarthy fan. What about you, Carly? Did you like Mike McCarthy when he was here in Green Bay? I was – Yes, I was, but mostly just because they were winning a lot, and I was not really paying attention to a lot of all the other I love yeah, the all the stuff going on. Yeah, I could not evaluate his coaching and things, and I've I've learned things about it since. Um, but I do believe that there is a time when, like what um, what Paul said about being too comfy. When one thing I think I have seen with Matt right now, like you know, kind of comparing his tenure so far, as short as it's been, is that if you you have to be constantly growing and developing and you know admitting your mistakes and then changing those things and i think we've seen that throughout this even this season but definitely through these 5 years and if if like i said i wasn't paying a whole lot of attention at that time but if that's kind of where mike had gotten stagnant and was kind of the one holding people back and other people could see it but he couldn't if he couldn't see that i feel like that was maybe that would have been kind of a, a big thing and then gosh, how hard would it be to coach for a team for part of a season knowing you weren't going to be there next year? I know some people do it, but if he may have just said like, hey, if I'm not going to be here, just let me go and let me figure out what my next my next thing is. And maybe also just a fresh start and a fresh place where he is also challenged that he has to come out, you know, look at things out of the box because he's not in his comfortable place where everything works the way it has for the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, you know, there was many people saying Rodgers was the reason he got, you know, got cut loose and everything. And and I think, in my opinion, this is just the way I see it. I'm not saying that, you know, anyone else can't believe the way they want to believe. I've seen many heated conversations about this topic. Um, I think that as time has gone on, you've seen Rodgers didn't go to Mark Murphy and say, hey, I want McCarthy fired. I think Rodgers, just like you said, when they started losing, um, like any great competitor, you know, you don't want to lose. You're, you're going to voice your frustrations, right? Um, so I think that here of recently, the way that you've seen Rodgers and McCarthy embrace, um, you know, since he's been in Dallas, kind of proves they've had a good relationship the whole time. And uh, on top of that, if you guys remember, you can go back and find the audio clip when McCarthy was cut loose. Um, Aaron immediately said, listen, the guy's got a house here in Green Bay. Let's be good to him. If you see him out and about – don't be don't be that fan base, right? Is essentially what he said. So to me, I felt like he was protecting McCarthy, as where others were like, he threw him under the bus. And again, I think it comes down to half truths. I'm sure they had disagreements. They they they're both alpha males, you know. Um, McCarthy from Pittsburgh, that blue collar type of town, and he didn't like losing. He didn't like the fact that Rodgers was probably doing some stuff wrong. Rodgers didn't like the play calling. I'm sure they butted heads. I, I just crack up that some people pretend like we live in this world where. Uh, when you work with someone for over a decade, you never have any disagreements, right? That's the part that gets me. But <laughs> that says, uh, the Jets' problem was Rodgers got hurt. Now all the wheels falling off in a lost season where there was so much hope and excitement until play four of the season. That's what's so amazing is four plays. We were live on this show, Carly, on PTA Live. And I said, uh-oh, Rodgers is down. I remember. And then when they showed the mm -hmm. cap, everybody in the chat was immediately going, oh, God, Achilles, Achilles. 
Now, of course, you got people saying that he didn't actually tear his Achilles, and I'm going, you didn't see his calf separate from the t- – like, what are we talking about? But the hate is just – it cracks me up. Doug's got a question. We're getting back to the Packers here. Uh, Clayton, on the third and 13 versus the Chiefs, what exactly did Anthony, Johnson's, uh, Anthony Johnson do wrong? I know Quay was spying Mahomes. Was Johnson trying to tackle, or did he come off his assignment too early? Um, so – I'm going to try to explain it best I can without having a telestrator. If I had a telestrator, I could light it up in like 15 seconds, right? So they were, to me, it looked like they were in quarters. And we're going to break it down on Chalk Talk tonight during PTA Live. To me, it looked like they were in quarters, okay? So that basically means the two outside corners have a quarter of the field and the two safeties have a quarter of the field. So basically four deep zones across the back line, right? Um, that's your your quarters line of defense. I've heard a technique here locally in Tennessee that when you've got like a third and long or, a, you know, just a long play where you're, you know, every the Joe Barry haters immediately say they were playing prevent. That's not prevent. But anyway, essentially what it was was quarters coverage. But what we I've heard it called down here is quarter quarters layering. And essentially what happens is you're prepared for four targets to go deep vert. Right. And those quarters are ready to. Uh, not necessarily play catch man, but receive those guys in zone and then you attach to them, okay? Once they break a certain barrier, in that case, it was probably the 10, 15-yard mark, somewhere around there. So you've got these these uh, four defenders that are playing quarters, but when you play layers, the way it works is if you don't have a fourth target, then one breaks off and comes down, right? So you'll notice that as the play un- uh, play unfolded, Anthony Johnson Jr. takes a couple steps up and he works up a little bit. Well, what he's doing is he's trying to kind of come underneath so they can sandwich the receiver that's trying to get just beyond that first down marker. So his responsibility was to stay in that zone right around what we call the sticks. That's called playing the sticks, right? In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now... Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So as he creeps up, it worked out perfect. The other safety bends over. I think it might have been John, uh, Jonathan Owens or Rudy Ford. I can't remember. I think it was Jonathan Owens or maybe it was Savage. He kind of bends over. Now it becomes kind of a cover three because you're layering down on the sticks, right? So he layers down. You see Kelsey cut across on the dig, and he's like, oh, crap, there ain't nothing here. And then lo and behold, Quay wasn't in a technical spot. Quay was playing zone coverage underneath. But like every zone coverage, you're looking at the quarterback. You're in, in that spot drop and not man match zone match principles. In spot drop, you're covering his zone. You're dropping back. Your eyes on their QB. You're reading him. Where's he throwing the ball? You're kind of taking side glances at the who's entering my zone, who's exiting my zone, who am I passing off, who am I sticking to, that type of thing. So Quay drops back. And, you know, if you'll go and look, Kelsey is much deeper, so he's not even a threat to Quay. Once he clears, now Quay's eyes are on Mahomes and anything else that's breaking off underneath. So Quay had – it wasn't a literal spy, but he's now latching on to Mahomes. He knows Mahomes is the greatest threat. If Anthony Johnson Jr. stays home in that layered quarter or as they shifted to a, a you know a, a late rotation cover three, if you will – his job is to protect those sticks in that dig route. And you see, he sees Kelsey kind of breaking, so he comes underneath, takes it away, and the second Mahomes decides he's going to try to run, Johnson Jr. just beelines to him. And then, of course, right before he gets to the marker, Patton, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterback, played it perfect, drew him in, threw it right over his head, just dropped it in the bucket, right? So to answer your question, it's a long-winded answer. That's why I wish I had a telestrator, Doug. Um, I think they were in quarter layers, right? And Johnson Jr. was supposed to cover the sticks, supposed to stick with the sticks. And instead, he got too aggressive. And that's a rookie mistake. He's got to know in that situation, I'm the only person here. Everyone else is deep, right? This is this is my job to cover this dig first and foremost. That's You've got to prioritize what your assignment is. And he's got to see Quay right there going, Quay's got him, you know? Now, listen, Mahomes, could he break Quay's tackle? Absolutely. But that would be on Quay, not Anthony Johnson Jr. You know, two wrongs don't make a right. So that's kind of how I seem to play, Doug. Um, that's what it looks like to me. And like I said, we'll illustrate everything on Chalk Talk tonight. I'd like to grab the all 22 for that specific play because I definitely want to break it down. It was if if they stopped them there, I felt so bad for Joe Barry on that play because I'm like, my God, man, he called, he basically called quarters, cover four spot drop, and later find out that they had that little layer aspect, which is even better. If you had told me, here's their play call, they're going to stretch vertically and they're going to try to send him on a dig, I would have said, well, if there's only two options going deep, if there is even two options, we'll break it down tonight, then, okay, let's just go cover three and blanket with four underneath and just make sure everybody keeps their eyes on the homes. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly the play call. That's what cracked me up when people were saying, uh, I didn't like his prevent defense he called on third and long. He should have blitzed. And I'm going, you, oh, my God, if you blitz there, you're you're playing right into the quarterback's hands and getting the ball out and picking up the first down. So uh, I don't know, Carl. Did you see it any different? Did you get a chance to check out that play, or do you remember maybe watching it live? Uh, I know you were uh, out at an establishment watching it. If I remember. <laughs> yeah, I do remember it, and I it's really really cool to start. You know, since reading that book um, and with everything I've been learning for you, it's really 
awesome to see the space and everything in a different way. Um, but I still am at the point where I feel like I have to watch one aspect every play. Like I don't, I don't see all of the motion and all of the things at the same time. So as I rewatch them multiple times, I am getting better at seeing that. And I think what I would find, I don't know if you'll have time to do this, but I think it'd be so cool on Chalk Talk if you could find an example of a time that that play was called and worked the way it was supposed to and show them one after another. So you can see what was kind of supposed to happen, even if it was a different game or whatever. But I know that would probably be really hard <laughs> to find. Yeah. You know, immediately I think of Quay Walker's uh, interception he had against uh, um, Justin Fields in week one. Um, if I remember correctly, they were playing country quarter spot drop right there. And that was that was an opportunity where Quay could have evaded or could have left his zone. And it would have happened right there as well. You know, Quay ends up picking the pass off if he if he just decides, you know what, we know. I know I've got help behind me. Everything's covered. I'm just going to go after Justin here. It pro that would probably be a, a decent comparison, but that specific game, I don't remember anything, uh, you know, close to that happening. I think there was one other third and long, if I remember uh, correctly. But um, yeah, for the most part, that would it would be difficult. But essentially, that's that's what it was, though. That's that's what I seen happening, um, and it's tough because you know you look at the. Joe Barry, the play call. I love him as a play caller. I know people hate. I, I love him as a play caller. It's now okay. Is he is he getting the most out of his players with uh, the practice, uh, the practice time and how it's being allocated? Right, that's a different ball game, and we don't know the structure of the organization. You know, does Matt Lafleur draw out everything? Like Coach K drew out everything. You know, and I know this isn't we're not talking basketball, but when I went and studied Coach K two three times, I went and seen him live, uh, closed indoor indoor closed practice at, at Cameron practice facility there at Duke University. You should have seen their I mean their practice was to I mean to the, to the half minute to the thirty second on what these little because they were so limited. You know, in college you're so limited practice time. Um, so I don't know if Matt, Matt Lafleur has that runs that regimen. You know, as far as He's in complete control. I don't know if Joe Barry controls what they work on on the defensive side. Maybe they allocate or uh, maybe they, uh, you know, they allow the uh, the the position coaches to handle that. I don't know. But uh, Joe Barry, the play caller, I'm loving. I, it's it, there's so many it's few and far between this year that I go, man, what a bad play call. But most of the time I'm going, yeah, they just blew the assignment. They missed the tackle. That, that comes back to coaching too, right? So um, that's what makes it so tough. But, yeah, we appreciate the question, Doug. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. See, Lucky in here says, go, Pat, go. Jennifer Wright said, Doug, he was supposed to cover Kelsey. I think she uh, she definitely commented before I even said anything. So, yeah, um, you're you're on that one, Jennifer. That's the way I seen it. You know, that was his zone, and he just kind of left it to, to go towards Mahomes. Um, you know, it's funny too, though, if Mahomes breaks out of there, Carly, and he breaks that tackle on Quay, there's still going to be fans going, why didn't Anthony Johnson Jr. do nothing? He's just standing back there. Right. So exactly. we're all, uh, uh, Monday morning quarterback in here for sure. Uh, Omer says only got a few minutes. Got to go. Uh, got got to get ready to go shopping with mama. Hey, have a good time shopping, dude. Um, hide that credit card. That's what I try to do. I got to go out with Mandy here in a little bit, too, man. And it's going to hurt. I know it's going to hurt. So it's just uh, the way it is. Jeff in the chat said, I personally think Aaron dodged the bullet with the injury. If he didn't get hurt, his season wasn't going to be successful. Make no mistake about it. Pat works for Aaron. He's a mouthpiece. You're not going to hear. You're not going to hear Pat talk bad about Aaron, right? There's no doubt. I agree with you, Jeff. But when do you hear me talk bad about Jacob? When do you hear me talk bad about Tim? When do you hear me talk bad about Emilio or Carly? Right? You don't. Why? Why would he? Right? Why would you have him on just to bash him? Right? 
And I know there was a lot of everybody made a lot of stink about Aaron or about Pat actually paying Aaron. It's like that's how the real world works. Like you're not going to convince me it's a better thing to not pay the people who are contributing to your to your show, right? And and obviously it came out Aaron didn't want the money, but um, Pat insisted. Like, dude, look at how many viewers we're getting when you're on this show, right? So I'm you know I'm a I'm a capitalist. Call me what you will. I grew up. Uh, pretty poor and uh, on welfare and all that good stuff. When, when I hit an age where I realized, you know what? I'm allowed to make as much money as I want to make. Heck, this is kind of cool. That's, that's when things changed for me. Right. But, uh, so I don't have a problem with that type of thing, but as far as mouthpiece, I think that's a uh, little bit of a harsh way to say it, but I agree with you. Make no mistake about it, man. They're not, they're not in there to, to, to argue first take style. There's no doubt about that. Um, let's see. Omer says, I loved A-Rod, but when a player grows bigger than the team, it's time to go. Can't be more about A-Rod is doing each day than what his team is doing. I agreed he should he should have a say, but not be the GM. Um, yeah, there's a little bit there that's contradicting Omer, in my opinion. You know, that's all he was wanting was a little say, like Peyton had, like Brady had in Tampa. Um, you know, some of the some of the great quarterbacks in the history just, you know, he said I didn't want to be a lame duck quarterback, right? I mean, what happened last year? He ended up being a lame duck quarterback. And what he meant by that was I, I didn't want to go out there and not have the best – fielding the best team possible because we wanted to make a youth movement, right? Um, now, it's proven to be the right decision, Carly. Can't argue with the results right now. We're on a winning streak. If you talked to us five weeks ago, we wasn't saying that, though, were we? <laughs> no, we weren't. So that's, uh, that's how it works, though, man. Winning fixes everything. There's no doubt about it. Um, let's see here. Let's try to – as a matter of fact, I've got the video here of Aaron on the McAfee show. I wanted to play it because I know Carly, you brought it up yesterday. It was really cool to hear him talk about Jordan love and, uh, and how hey, you're welcome, Doug. Uh, thank you for the question, pal. It, it's really cool to hear him kind of defend Jordan love. Cause I think a lot of people overlook that. They just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they just kind of see, see things the way they want to see it. And it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. They, they look at it from an angle of he's a bad guy, period case closed. I'm not going to hear anything else. And that's okay. People, fan how they want a fan but the whole time i've seen um just how he's treated jordan and that's not based off what aaron said how he's treated jordan or anyone else has said god knows the media didn't do aaron any favors when he was in green bay there the last few years um but just hearing jordan talk about the way aaron treated him but this is kind of cool this is on a mcafee show to the best of my knowledge there's no language but always be careful you got kids in the room because these guys that you never know when they slip one in i grew up in a biker family so sometimes i don't even catch it because i grew up around this language too but i'm pretty sure this is a clean clip this is a ty schmidt packer fan asking aaron about jordan watch how he kind of snaps back at ty and uh and you know out out of love and respect obviously uh like i said aaron gets along with everybody on this set but he's just kind of defending jordan like hey look let's back up a little bit and let him let him let him have a little space and and grow into the player he needs to be but here we go you this year you've kind of said how you've you know, reached out to Jordan Love after certain games. And for a good chunk of the season there, it was, hey, he is the guy. And then it's, hey, he's not the guy. We still need to see him down the stretch, what he can do. And now it's kind of flipped back to he is the guy. Um, and we've always talked about, like, accuracy is kind of the one thing where either you have it or you don't. Guys typically don't just, like, become more accurate in the NFL. And maybe that's not true or, or to an extent it is. But have you been surprised with what he's done over the last couple weeks here? Kind of like, you know, confirming that, hey, maybe the Packers do finally have this next guy after Aaron and he is going to be the guy for the future? No. 
No, I'm not. And he's he's playing the last, especially the last three games. He's playing outstanding, but he's he's in his first year starting. Like um, as well as he's playing, can we not crown him right now? Yeah. For his own sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we shouldn't do that to kids. We shouldn't crown him, and we shouldn't cancel him. Dennis, just crown him. Yeah, I'll crown him. Okay, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> I love Jordan. I think he's going to be a great player in the league for a long time. Yeah. But can we let him play his career? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, it's both sides too. They, you know, people. A great example is Geno Smith. People just yep. kicked him out of this town. They right? wrote him off. And then mm-hmm. he went and was a backup yeah, right for back. six years. Dope. And then he went to a Pro Bowl. And sometimes it's situation. Sometimes it's change of scenery. Sometimes it's figured something out. I do believe you can get better at accuracy because you throw the football, the football from the ground up. So you learn how to have great fundamentals. Everything else, when you sync those together, everything else is going to be better. So am I surprised by the way Jordan's played? No. Am I happy for him? Hell yeah. You know, I think there's, you know, and there's some people that probably like this, but there's some people probably thinking that I was rooting against the Packers this year, rooting against Jordan. Couldn't be farther from the truth. I'm not a bitter person about that. Like, obviously, I wish things had gotten different when I was in Green Bay. And there's things that I wish I had done better. Um, but I have so much love for that organization. I have so many people I still talk to, you know, every single week that, that work there. If I catch Jordan's game, I just send him a message. I was at a birthday party Sunday. I didn't see right. the game. But what was I doing? I was you were, say, I was yeah, we were watching yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. asking you every yeah. few seconds, yeah. how's Jordan doing? What's the score? You yep. know, because I keep in touch with how they're doing. And I'm I got to go talk him. to a super famous guy. Come back. What's, <laughs> yeah. what's, yeah. what's the score of the game? So I'm not surprised at all. Um, I also think for all these young kids that are playing, like, let's give them some time to develop. You know, you crown somebody too early, the expectations away to that is tough to deal with. You bury somebody right away, the dealing with that type of negativity and pressure is hard for people to come back from. Yeah, but what are we supposed to say? <laughs> well, it's sets like this. I don't watch that, so I'm not, I'll, I'll just withhold my, my comment. Hey, Big Perk's on there. He's yeah, worth a watch. Yeah. Big Perk is worth a watch. I love it. And, you know, he, Carly, he roasted ESPN all day long. Um, Pat did, too, right there in their studios. I, I messaged Ryan Schlipp, you know, uh, Pack Daddy with the uh, Packernet podcast, and was like, I never thought I'd see the day that Aaron Rodgers was on set in ESPN absolutely ripping them every other comments. <laughs> but uh, I know you uh, were one of the people that reached out to me like, did you see uh, Did you see Aaron on, on the McAfee show? What's your thoughts? I haven't really got your take on it. And I did that on purpose, but not asking you, hey, what do you think? Because um, I wanted to kind of get your take hopefully on the air or maybe in the comments where we could read it. But what, what's your take on what he said there about Jordan, just everything in general? I, I think it comes from the wisdom of having played in a league, in this league for so long and seeing how the tides go back and forth and up and down. And he knows how being having so much pressure and being in that sort of system, it actually can break people that otherwise have have the talent to succeed. And I think it's just a great reminder to to be cautious and try to I mean, just let him play, which is so hard when there's so many billions of dollars in this and so many fans that are so sort of invested in the outcome, I guess, when you're talking gambling and stuff. But yeah, I just, I, I thought it's great. I think you can just tell he's been around a while and I, I admired the, yeah, just the honesty and that. And I don't think it's going to, I don't think anyone's going to listen to him. I don't think it's going to change anything, but I appreciate that he said it. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
it, you know, it's just one. And like Pat said too, Pat had kind of a good point too. Well, what are we allowed to talk about? What are we allowed to say? Like we have to talk about it, right? Um, I don't think he's saying you can't talk about it. I think he, you know, again, half truths, right? Aaron is a very literal person. I feel like you know when he talks, when he says something, he means something specifically, right? And uh, and other people. You know, like us, us talking sports, you'll hear us. We'll be down on a player one week, up on them the next, because we're just talking about what happens on the field. And what he's saying is those hot takes, right? And I'm just going to say it. Like Adam Shine's a perfect example. And and I've been a Adam Shine guy for a long time. I love what he's done with Serious NFL Radio. Kind of kind of hurt me to be honest with you, because it's like, why is he taking such a hard shot at Jordan Love? Jordan Love ain't played a damn as a starter yet right like as the starting quarterback he's got all the practice reps this week that type of approach um and it was just this guy can't throw a football he's a third string quarterback and i'm going adam what the hell's going on dude like why (laughs) what did jordan love do to you those are the type of people aaron is talking about right like let's give a little bit of space to and it's uh, one thing i am proud about this show is all year long, even through the darkest valley, like Jordan throwing multiple interceptions a game, right, and it looking like he might not be the guy. We kept saying, got to see him the rest of the year. It better get better quick, but we got we got to see him for a whole year. Imagine if we had pulled him when people were screaming to put in Sean Clifford. And look, Sean Clifford's scrappy. I think there's a little something there with Sean Clifford. There's, there's just one of those backups that – if, if Jordan does go down, I think he could come in in a pinch and, and provide a little bit of magic, kind of like a, a you know uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick almost. You know what I mean? And and don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting he's as smart as Fitzpatrick, who absolutely aced a wonder lick and was a great quarterback in the league for so long, whether it was a backup or when he started in as, as a starting role. But Sean Clifford just kind of got that scrappiness to him. But if we, you know, one thing we try to do on this show all year long, Tim, first of all, was saying, I think he's the guy. I think he's the guy. You could see him kind of when we were saying, hey, he's struggling, you know, because Tim felt like the fans were being a little too hard on Jordan. Me, I was going, I think it's kind of warranted. It's his fourth year. He needs to be able to perform. Um, and and But at the same time, we were saying, hey, look, I was saying, you got to give him the whole year. I'm glad we did because, man, imagine if we had missed out on this, Carly, because it's looking like <laughs> – I think, well, I think part of the problem, especially is this early, this early is when you take, you know, facts or or stats, obviously, which can be twisted. But if you, you take these observations and then you try to extract an identity out of them, when you try and say, hey, this means X, Y, and Z about this means he is the guy or he's not like, I think that's kind of where you can get into trouble because that determination of, oh, what is he? That can change from game to game depending on how he's playing. And so if you can just kind of stick to the facts and try, just like you do such a great job of seeing the whole picture, seeing the context that it takes place. And you can say, hey, I'm, I think that this is going in a good direction or pointing to this, but it's when you put that label on him. And then when he no longer lives up to that label in the next game, you got people saying, oh, let's just scrap him. But if you can avoid putting that label on it to begin with and just see let him play, see what's there, see what's developing. Then you don't have to go back and retract your statements later or get way too emotionally attached to this label and feel like we're losing something that we never had to begin with if it didn't work out. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. Very well said, but way better than I could say it. I promise you that. Um, Very well said. Jeff in the chat said, it's a great business move to pay him, talking about Rodgers, but he doesn't have credibility as a journalist. That was my point. Um, If you're referring to Pat McAfee as not having credibility as a journalist, he doesn't care. And that's why he's smoking everyone else's numbers. Nobody looks at Pat McAfee's show and goes, here's another journalist. 
you look at Pat McAfee's show going, you're going to get raw emotion. You're going to get a bunch of doofuses talking football and having a good time. You're going to come away after the show feeling better than you felt when you sat down to watch it because you're just going to laugh. You're going to see they don't take each other too serious. They don't take themselves too serious. They're going to talk about the great sport that we love, and they're going to have fun doing it. He's the farthest thing from a journalist, and that's why he is at the top of the mountain right now because this country and sports fans have been begging for that for so long. If you And I'm, this isn't a shot at you, Jeff. I'm not saying specifically. I'm just saying people in general, if you're looking for someone to just report the sports, and let's try to dig and get a little story here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, let's find a little dirt and create a little controversy, i.e. the New York Jets right now. You can find there are a dime a dozen out there. They're everywhere, covering every team, multiples, right? I don't think that's what fans want. Fans want to watch the game. They want to root for their team. Some fans like to nerd out like us and try to understand the game at a little bit better level. And they just want to have a good time. That's the part that, like, Going into the season, I really tried to convey on this channel is, look, it could be a it could be a really bad year. It could turn out to be a halfway decent year, right? I mean, somewhere between six and ten. That's where we're that's what we're looking at this year. Let's let's not look up in January and go, man, football season's over, and I was pissed off the whole time. I wish I'd enjoyed it a little bit more, right? I mean, that's what's go <laughs> find something else to do. I'll go to the gun range, right? <laughs> like I'll have a better time there than sitting around soaking over the Packers struggling. So we try to take the approach of when they do struggle, let's figure out what happened and why it happened. Okay, here's where the team needs to improve. And when they do well, hey, it's it's like a it's like a party in here, right? Like Chalk Talk's going to be a blast tonight uh, on PTA Live at 7 Central because it's it's just going to be us breaking down the, the the mostly good plays from the game along with that third and 13, whatever it was that we uh, we mentioned just a second ago. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I see it, Jeff. He, he's definitely not interested in being a journalist. It is a good move to pay him. And uh, and like it, that if, if Rogers went to McAfee and said, hey, man, I, I want to come on your show. How much will you pay me? I still don't look at Rogers bad that way. But I do 100 percent believe that's not what happened. I think Pat said, hey, man, look, we're raking into cash. And when you're on with us, our numbers are like quadrupled. Let me give you some money for this. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I really don't. Um, Paul Robertson said, that being said, Rogers leveraged the relationship with McAfee to push out his narratives. There's no doubt. He's not going to go. He's not going to. He's darn sure not going to go to McAfee and try to prove himself wrong. Right, Paul? <laughs> like, you're not in here trying to prove yourself wrong. Right. Who operates like that? No one does. Right. Uh, you know, narrative, maybe that's a strong word. I, you know, I maybe respectfully disagree with that angle, but I don't think I don't think Aaron's out there to try to duke anyone or make them believe anything they don't already believe. I think Aaron is pro speech, pro, you know, pro uh, free speech. That's what I think. And anyone who knows me, listen, I grew up in a in a Democratic family where we were on welfare and we were always taught the Democrats care about us. That's why we vote for them. Right. When I got out on my own, I realized that's not necessarily true. But as I've gotten older now, I realized these two parties don't care about any of us. Like the fact that people are going to be arguing this whole next year and they've gotten along for the last three years just bothers me. Like, how about we lock arms with each other and try to make the country better from the inside out rather than worrying about rich politicians on both sides of the aisle doing their backdoor dealings just to get what they want? Right. That's that's kind of where I'm at. So we don't talk politics on this show. That probably pissed both sides off. Good. <laughs> that is my goal. <laughs> so, I have one comment on that. I feel like the whole government shutdown thing 
is uh, if that happens, then the politicians just are the only ones that don't get paid. And then they just have real good incentive. Everybody just has to work together. That's the job, right? But I won't say any more about politics, but I just think everybody ought to work together. Look at us, Carly. Look at us dodging the bullets over here, man. We're we're professional. uh, What what was it? uh, uh, Journalists. Look at us being journalists. Yeah, journalism right here. I love how Pat just kept saying that, too. This is journalism. What do you say? He said, who are you trying to be? And he said, Barbara Walters. I lost it. Dude. I, was like, oh, yeah. I just <laughs> that immediately, was somebody needs to make that Photoshop happen. Matter of fact, I might do that when we get off here. That'd be a good tweet. Um, yeah. So uh, good stuff, Paul. I got to hit this for you. Every time you comment, man, we're going to hit it. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> I just imagine that's how Paul acts. Too. Every time I see that picture, I'm like, he's got to be brash. He's got to be straightforward. I love it. Absolutely love it. Let's see here. Uh, Paul in the chat says, actually, I may have skipped one. I apologize if I did. The chat is just, uh, it's hard for me to keep up, man, I'll tell you. Um, He says, Aaron Rodgers brought up a great point. After we beat the Chiefs, you had people declaring that we found another Hall of Fame quarterback, slow your roll people. I completely agree with that, Carly. I seen it too, and I was cringing. I was like, God, we are one of two things, setting yourself up to be disappointed or putting unrealistic expectations on a guy who just took over as starter. how do you feel when people when people post? You know, obviously they can fan how they want to fan, but what, what's your initial thought when you see someone say confidently, "Yeah, we found our next Hall of Fame quarterback"? How do you feel about that? Well, people were saying that after the Chicago Bears game, the very first game of the season, and so I think I mean it's, <laughs> it's it's people it's people expressing their excitement, and you're always going to have the people that you know, that are just going to take it all out. And I guess, I mean, and that's okay because they're not, they're speaking their own mind. They're speaking their opinions. They're doing whatever. And that's fine. But when people get attacked for that, I mean, it's great to challenge and great to ask questions and great to, I mean, especially when you just want truth to be out there. And if someone thinks, Hey, he's going to be the next hall of fame quarterback, more power to him. But if in the next game, when he plays bad, then they're all being like, no, we should trash him and get Clifford in. That's frustrating to me. So I just move on. Like, it's like at that point, it's just, it's not, it's not worth arguing about. They can say what they want to say. Just like you say, fan, how you want a fan. Um, I just feel like it must be a very bipolar fan experience for them. And they might enjoy it more if they just chilled the heck out. Yeah, no doubt. Doug in the chat says, I love bowling. Used to be competitive. That PDW Pete Weber rant is classic. Yeah. Like I said, Tim coming from a bowling family, he knew exactly who it was. I kept saying, who's that bowler? Who's that bowler? And I guarantee you people who are around the bowling uh, world here that I guarantee you they were rolling their eyes going look at this doofus just like I say look at this doofus when they don't know who a football player is <laughs> oh man funny how that works uh let's see here yeah I appreciate the the positive feedback in here I, I feel like our our listeners our viewers are pretty pretty unified in the fact that we're not going to try to create division in here when it comes to politics and stuff um, I think it's important for you guys to understand kind of where I'm coming from uh, when I when I make a comment so hopefully just kind of laying out a little bit of my background will you know, give you that. And it doesn't mean anybody has to agree with it. Right. It does. Um, that's the that's the whole point of the comment I made. Whether you agree with this side or that side, we should all not be mean to each other over it. It shouldn't happen because I promise you behind the scenes, they're shaking hands, kissing babies, exchanging money and, and laughing their way to the bank as we're out here to buy it. That's that's a fact. Um, I like what Drew said here. He said, you know, what bothers me, the entire national media trash and love in the Packers. And one win later, they're all on board. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, Drew. He says the bipolar fan experience. I love it. LOL. Um, I know what you're saying with that comment, Drew. I really do. Uh, 
you know, at the same time, it's kind of like, and Carly, whenever you've got to go, you just hop off here, okay? I tend to go long, so just, just step off. You ain't got to stay by or anything. We'll try to wrap it up here real soon. Um, yeah, the, 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 the national media, like, I know people got mad at, uh, who was it, Terry Bradshaw. I put a video out, which I, I absolutely loved. I like Terry Bradshaw. People like the dog on him because he's getting old and he's not as sharp as he used to be. We're all going to be there someday, guys. So I'm not going to pile on somebody. It's like Lee Corso. People are like, well, they got him on a show. He shit me on there. How about out of respect? How about how many years he's invested into college football? Can can we deal with a few down years as he's kind of wrapping up, you know? Like, why not? I just don't understand this culture where they don't respect their elders. But um, the media, though, you know, like with Terry Bradshaw, some Packer fans were mad at Terry because he pointed out when Jordan was struggling, right? And then other Packer fans were mad um, that when it, now he's pointing out that he's doing good. Both are true. That's that's what you want the sports media to do. Tell me what's actually happening on the field without a biased opinion, right? That's the goal. Unless it's a McAfee type show, where we're just gonna, you know, get a cup of a cup of diesel, sit down and laugh a little bit, right? So that's I don't know. That's kind of how I see that. So uh, yeah, Emilio being sarcastic here. We love politics, Emilio. Go to work. You're supposed to be out there being productive right now, my man. You're supposed to be productive. Jim says, agreed, Clayton. I appreciate you, buddy. Let's get ready to wrap this thing up, Carly. We're going to do it. We're going to get out of here in under an hour. What else would you like to hit on? I had like four other things to hit on, but the chat steered the conversation. That's what we want uh, Good Morning Lambo to be. So I'm glad we did it. But uh, what kind of parting thoughts, anything else you want to hit on? I'm just so glad that I found, excuse me, that I found your podcast and this, you know, this forum and the, the people that are attracted to this and attracted to like more of the educated and really trying to understand is just been great for learning and great for just discussing these issues that affect the Packers. And I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just thankful for it. And it's been a, a really good time. And I really love all, like getting to know everybody in the chat and all the other fans that are part of it. It's been great. And I appreciate it. Uh, we, I appreciate the kind words. I really do. Um, I'm not good at this type of thing. I'm not good at, at, at uh, handling compliments or what have you. I, oh, just want you to know, I embarrassed you. Shucks. Clayton. No, <laughs> you grew up in the house. I grew up in, you didn't get many compliments. It was usually uh shut up. And do what I told you, but <laughs> um, I appreciate you saying that. And again, the goal of this whole podcast Never in a, in a million years would I have thought we would be going live on YouTube on camera because I hate being on camera first and foremost. But the only reason it's come to this point, it's evolved to this point, is because of the listeners. And if you, what's so cool is if you if you're in here on a somewhat consistent basis, everyone in the chat has their own personality, and just from chatting with them, you kind of know what type of person they are. And it is absolutely awesome. It's like the ultimate cast of characters from any movie, any TV show you could ever ask for. It's it's hilarious. Like we've just got the best listeners, the best viewers, and um, people are going, "Oh, he's just sucking up." I'm just telling you, I sucking up nobody. Y'all y'all have the freedom to watch anything, listen to anything you want. You know, and we could come here tomorrow and there'd be two people watching. I'm still doing the pod because I'm having a blast. But I'm telling you, the listeners, the viewers are what what drives it, man. It's just it's awesome. It's an awesome group. And I can literally see in, you know, two, three years us doing meetups at games and stuff like that, tailgating together, because everybody's going to get along. And every time one one jackass steps into the chat, it's like a pack of wolves. We run them out of there so quick. That's that's what I love. <laughs> it's all about being yeah. in the chat. So, 
It is. Can we uh can we bring up Paul Robertson's um comment here at eight fifty one? Because I just wanted to say something real quick about that. Yeah, the, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, read it, read it to him, Carla. I was more surprised about how after the Chiefs lost to the Packers that the focus was on Pat Mahomes losing and what's wrong with the Chiefs rather than Jordan Love's success. Um, and Paul, I wanted to say, I think it really depends who you're listening to, because some of the things I was listening to, they were actually just calling it out and saying, no, the bigger story is here is what the Packers have been able to turn around and what they're doing. Um, and so I, I was surprised to hear that because I didn't hear anybody who was really focused on Mahomes and, and all that, or even the calls, though I know that was the refs calls, though it was a hot topic. So I think a lot of it depends on who you're listening to. I think you're spot on there, Carly. And I think what Paul's saying too is is accurate as well because the national guys, that's kind of, you know, like I think what people were referring to was immediately following the game. Most people just went to sleep. But if you watch the coverage after the game, it got pretty mm-hmm. dicey. I mean, they spent 30 minutes just talking about how the, the Chiefs got screwed on that pass interference call. Should it have been pass interference? Absolutely. Well, there, you know, should Pat – Mahomes, mm-hmm. should we have been flagged for hitting Pat Mahomes? Absolutely not, right? Like you can go back and forth. It was just odd that they spent so much time on it, and I think that's probably what Paul's kind of referring to. But, yeah, as far as like all the the Packers talk that I listened to, if I hadn't watched that 30 minutes post game after, you know, after everything wrapped up, I probably wouldn't have even – I probably would be looking at his comment and going, oh, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's true, Paul. But I heard that, and I was going, man, this is kind of strange. But – I do think people love the Chiefs. I mean, Pat Mahomes is on pace to have more success than Tom Brady. I mean, that's saying a lot, guys. That's saying a ton, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, with that being said, I don't know. It's uh, I, I think you're spot on too, Carly, that so you're listening to, right? Um, yeah, and, and I'm seeing, like, names in the chat, like Shannon Sharp, people like that. Those guys understand when they meet with their producers, guys, they sit down, and I guarantee you they're going, all right, guys, I want this to be a heated debate. I want y'all to get loud. I want you to insult each other. Here's the two top. Here's the topic. Here's the two sides. Which side do you want? Like, and that is labeled journalism. But Pat McAfee's show is just you know they they're not they're not saying anything. I love Pat's show because you get more of the player side than anything, and I think that's lacking in today's sports media. You know, you get retired players step on the panel, but Pat's bringing in people who are playing in the game right now telling you what they're thinking unfiltered that's what i love so um yeah mm-hmm. with that being said mm-hmm. let's get out of here carly anything else you got before we wrap up no i just i paul what you said makes sense about then i yeah i not watched the first 30 minutes i totally turned it off and went to bed because i didn't get up early but yeah that was the immediate reaction it probably was more of an emotional reaction to really a lot of people expected the chiefs to win and did not expect us to just put it all together like we did and it was awesome to see but yeah I see what I see what you're saying and yeah I don't listen to the mainstream sports media so I'm probably going to miss all those references I just don't even turn it on I only listen to backwoods podcasts for the most part and things like that like Clayton here nice. heck yeah that's uh, that's where it's at man that's where you meet some uh, some awesome people too and like I said in the chat and other listeners especially if you use Twitter right guys I'm telling you it's I have gotten you know I pay for the whatever the monthly subscription is for Twitter and I got roasted for it. They see the blue check and they're like, oh, you're one of those guys. No, I, I like to be able to edit a tweet and not have to worry about character limits if I'm doing it. And I love the platform. So I'm going to support it. That's just how I am. Um, but if you use it the right way and you quick trigger, quick trigger block people, I'm telling you, it's such a good experience. If people, there's some people in 
And, oh, he's one of those guys that blocks people. Darn right. Why would I sit in here and argue with people I don't, I'm never going to meet face to face? Why would I waste time arguing with them? You come away in a worse mood. Just It honestly just makes no sense. So um, I like Twitter because I've kind of honed in on how to use it. Be positive. Talk to people who are passionate about things I'm passionate about and just get other opinions too. So with that being said, Carly, I can't thank you enough. This was absolutely awesome. We need to have you on uh, more often. For sure. Um, I know you're busy with the kids and, and, and uh, hubby's being the hero today, taking care of them. So you can hop on here with us, but this was a pleasant surprise. Like I said, Tim had to drop out uh, last second and Carly was like, heck yeah, I'll jump on. So uh, thank you for saving the day, Carly, or else they've been stuck listening to my redneck uh, voice the entire show. But I really appreciate the kind words you said, Carly, too. And uh, it's been awesome. Like I said, linking up and, uh, and getting to know all you guys as well. So uh, CL in the chat says great podcast as always. Thank you. Uh, Josh Kohler says, uh, um, the forced debates are exhausting. It's so, so true. Like, like number one Packer fed said, it's, it's just all showsmanship. That's all it is um, for sure. And uh, Doug, thank you, man. We appreciate you hanging out as he says, thanks Clayton and Carly. All right, we're out of here guys. We'll be back um, for PTA live tonight at seven central. We're going to be doing a special edition. It's going to be chalk talk from the chiefs game. I'm going to tell you now. And then before we go, or as we go live again, the stream may go down from time to time for copyright issues. Last time it didn't go down one time at all. So hopefully that's the case tonight. If it does go down, it'll come right back up uh, as soon as they detect it. Oh, they're allowed to use that content. So uh, just be prepared for that and kind of be patient. Now, if you don't want to sit through that, we completely understand. As soon as the show is over, you'll get the uninterrupted version in its entirety on YouTube. It'll be right there, the same exact stream link, all that good stuff. But we're going to break down. I think I've got 16 plays from the Packers-Chiefs game. And I'm telling you, it was a blast breaking down that tape and watching Jordan Love just kind of take that next step. So. Uh, Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, like I said, we'll be back tonight at 7 Central. Uh, we'll give a special shout-out to Josh Kohler for becoming a new member of the PTA Posse. Appreciate you supporting the stream, buddy. Carly, thank you again for your time. As always, let's go out and be the change that we want to see in the world. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.